0: myself
1: okay so for our dilemma of the week we've got an interesting one and i want you to think and tell me your opinion on on this there was a um a seamstress who fixes dresses she was approached by a woman who had a quite a beautiful uh, dress that she'd obviously worn to a wedding that had become damaged and so she asked the seamstress could you please uh fix for me the dress. It was quite ripped and torn, like all the way through. It, 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 lo- it looked really bad. The seamstress, who was a very experienced seamstress, had a look and said, Look, it's going to be tricky. I, I think I can fix it. Uh, it will look like new, but the rip is really quite uh, all the way through. It's, it's not really going to, to be fully fixed internally, like, you know, it's too much, but I, c- I can fix it in a way that, that uh, it'll, look, it'll look like new. So the woman said, that's what I want. I just want it to look like new. Um, and so she said, how long will it take you to do it? And she said, look, um, I've got I'm a bit busy, but I might be able to do it by tomorrow. Um, if, if not, maybe the next day. Anyway, they agreed on a price and she got, got, got the job and start, started work on it. She didn't quite finish it um, on, the, on, the, on that day. And the next day she got a call from the woman whose dress it belonged to saying, is it ready today? And she said, no, it's not. It's not. I've started the work on it, but it's it's a big job to fix this one. And it's not, it's not all ready. Um, so she said, well, when, when will you have it? I said, it? so she said, by tomorrow, I, I should be able to have it tomorrow. I said, what time tomorrow? Uh, hopefully, you know, in the early afternoon. No, I need, I need it in the morning tomorrow. In the morning, you need you need this dress. In the morning. Do, do you have an, an event on or a, a function? Is that why why you, you need to have this dress tomorrow already? So she said, "No, I'll, I'll tell you why I need it because um, this dress I bought last week, and there's a seven day return on it. You can you can return it to the store within seven days, and so I need to go tomorrow because I'm, I'm returning the dress. I need to go tomorrow." And uh, I can't do it in the afternoon, I need to do it in the morning. I need to pick up the dress in the morning to have it ready to return it. So the seamstress hears this and says, hang on a minute, you bought this dress, she's thinking, you bought this dress, you obviously wore it to a function, you want to return it. After damaging it, you want me to fix it, to make it look like new, so you can return it to the store and get your money back. Is
0: that kosher? I think that the question is, is it kosher for the seamstress to do the job? Because it's really got nothing
1: to do with the seamstress, right? Right. What, what this woman is doing, returning a dress, after using it and damaging it, and then fixing it to make it look new, I think we can all agree that's not kosher. You can't, you can't do that. In fact, even if it wasn't damaged, to buy a dress, wear it for a function, and then return it is already not kosher. The returns policy of any, any store is that if you buy something and it was wrong, it was incorrect, it wasn't what you expected, there's something something uh, that does, doesn't suit, so then we take it back. But no store, agrees to sell you something that you utilize for its purpose and then return it and get your money back. That's, that's going against the returns policy of any store. So what the owner of the dress is doing, we can all agree is not, is not kosher. It's not honest. It's It's not right. But you're right. The question here is the seamstress role in it. The seamstress was given a dress to repair, which she's doing. Had she not heard any more details, she would repair the dress and get paid for her work. And that's life. That's what a seamstress does. However, she's now been informed the reason for her fixing this dress is to prepare it for a, a dishonest return. Can she do that? Yes. Yes. It
0: this the seamstress is only doing the part to help the lady. The Simpsons have no part in the ordeal between the lady and the store. However, because she knows what the outcome is, she can refuse to help in the scheme.
1: Yep, she she certainly can refuse. The question is, should she refuse? Is she obligated to refuse? Is is it morally... Uh, yes,
0: because she's part of a crime. She's, yeah, I by I agree.
1: She's, I part agree. Of, she's part of a crime. <laughs> mm. So, but by, by her fixing this dress, she's enabling somebody to rip off the store. Even though that's not her thing, it's she's
0: at the, at the moment the at the moment that the she's fixing
1: the dress, the dress belongs to this woman who bought it. She's fixing her dress.
0: It's different no. because it's before driving the robber to rob a
1: bike. Right. So, so if, she, if, she, if she didn't know, that's one thing. Now she knows she, she's, she's an accessory. Yeah.
0: Because she knows. That's what I reckon. If she didn't know, she'd be just doing her job. But if the fact that she's now been given that knowledge gives her that obligation to do the right thing.
1: So let's analyse this. Let's first look from a halachic perspective in in Jewish law. What is... obligation to prevent somebody else from losing money. And is that obligation even where you will lose money? Let's remember, this seamstress, if she refuses to do the job, she's already spent hours on this and she won't get paid for that. The hours that she she has spent on, on repairing this dress, she will not get paid for if she refuses to do the job, so she'll be at a loss, at a personal loss. She spent she spent half a day on this already. Is she obligated to take a loss in order to prevent this woman going and returning the dress to the store? No. Why not?
0: Because, firstly, she doesn't know what's going to happen with the store. This woman might bring the dress back and the store might say to the woman, hey, I can see this, this thing's been repaired. We're not giving you your money back. Your problem. She shouldn't have to lose to potentially prevent
1: the store from losing. Mm-hmm. So you're saying she's definitely losing. The store is maybe losing. Maybe it's not going to happen. and, and, and the what woman if,
0: could make two silver before
1: then as well. What, what if she knows that... I'm good at this, I'm, I'm a good seamstress. When I fix this, no one will ever tell that it was, that it was ever ripped. This, this, it's gonna succeed.
0: Not, she's not doing something, yeah, but she's not doing anything illegal. If she was a photocopier and someone came to her and said, you're a really good photocopier, here's a hundred dollar note, I need you to make a lot of these for me. Then she knows for sure that what she's doing, she's doing, is doing something illegal. Yeah. Correct. What she's doing is not criminal at all in any way, shape or form. But does that make it any different? That it's not criminal. I mean, just in my job, I've got people that come in and say they want, you know, me to do X, Y, Z that I know ethically isn't correct. So, and we're we're taught in my occupation that we've got an obligation to the public, to the to a higher authority than ourselves. So, whether we've done work on it or not becomes immaterial. So I sort of question. Yeah, but, her, but, it's, but it, hers is ethically correct as well. So her fixing mm-hmm. address is
1: still ethically correct.
0: Okay, so I, let's, I let's analyze
1: this one second. Let's, let's <laughs> analyze this. From I'm going to introduce yes. a halakhic principle here. Mm-hmm. And that is that we do have an obligation. If we know or we see that somebody else is about to incur a loss, we do have an obligation to try and prevent that loss from happening. And that obligation comes from the law called Hashavat Aveda, which means to return a lost article. If I see somebody's wallet on the floor, I have an obligation to pick it up and to return it to them. Because well, I mean, it's not my problem; it's their problem. I didn't take it from them. But if I see someone's wallet, they're going to lose their wallet with all the, all its contents. If I if it's if it's labeled whose it is, I've got to return it to them.
0: So, to what me, is to get if to I that see, wallet? If you lose your some, wallet,
1: oh, so the question is, do I do I have to? um have a loss to to return that wallet so here here it's interesting because torah law says that let's say um a different example let's say I and somebody else lose their wallet at the same time we 're on a boat together and and the the the, the boat shakes just as we t- we're taking out our wallet and the the our wallets both wallets fall into the water. I'm a good swimmer. He's not a good swimmer. So I jump into the water. Whose wallet do I save first, knowing that the second wallet might get lost if I don't save it? Yours. Mine. Yours. Mine. I don't have an obligation to save somebody else's wallet at the expense of my own wallet. It would been lovely for me to do that. If I wanted to be altruistic and selfless, I could, but the obligation, I can first save my own wallet before somebody else's wallet. That, that, is, that is actually okay from a halakhic perspective so therefore here in this case the woman who is the seamstress she hears that this woman is about to go to the store and basically rip off the store she has now an obligation to save the store from loss however if by doing that she's going to lose by not being paid for her work so then her loss supersedes the loss of the store she has she is allowed to save her loss Inst- it, it, at the expense of, the, of the, the store losing. That's what it would seem. However, that may not be applicable in this case. Because in the case of the wallet falling in, into, into, the, into the river, I'm not actively participating in the loss of the other guy's wallet. By me not going and getting his wallet... I'm, I'm not doing something, but I'm not doing something. You understand? There's a very big difference between a passive or an active action here. If I don't save somebody else's wallet, I didn't do something. I just didn't do. There's not an active loss. I'm not participating in the loss of the wallet. Whereas so then, uh, I'm actively participating. It's, it's another question. But only if you've started. So
0: if you've already done some work, then you're not then obligated to stop and not finish and get paid. But had you not started and knew what it was about, then you're being active rather than...
1: It, had, you not, had you not started, so then you haven't done anything, so you haven't lost anything. There's no loss. She, hasn't, she, she wouldn't have ever had any loss there. So then to, to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix your thing and get paid for it. No, you have no right to do that. But after she has started, she's put hours into it. So here her argument is, well, I, I, I'm going to lose. So, I don't, so, so I'm going to finish the job and get paid. And, and the shop, well, it's, ba- it's bad luck because I'm, I'm saving my own loss. Here we can't say that because there you're actively participating in the loss of the store. If this seamstress does not do the job, then this woman will not be able to return the dress. Whereas by the seamstress doing the job, she's participating in the ruse, in the trick, in the dishonesty that this woman is, is, is presenting to the store. You see the difference when you're actively involved in, lo- in, in making somebody else have a loss. There you can't justify it by saying, well, I did. I wanted to save my own loss. I wanted to get paid. No, that, that's not a justification because you're, you're participating, you're doing something. When there's two lost articles and you want to save yours instead of the other person's, you're not actively making them lo- their, their article lost. You're passively not involving yourself. But to actively involve yourself, that's problematic. So... Assumedly, there's no other way she can save the store from loss. She doesn't know which store it is. She can't go to the store and say, just be careful, I've, I've done this. I fixed this, this, this uh, dress, don't take it back. It's not like just the local store. Assumedly, it's, it's, a, it's a city where who knows which store it was. So her only way of protesting this is by saying, I, I cannot fix your, this dress for you to return it to the store. And by doing that, She's expressing first of all a certain moral stance you know the the woman didn't have to share with her why she was fixing the dress and why she needed it that that morning she could have she could have made up another story, but she didn't she she shared the story so once she's shared that fact for the seamstress to say okay i' I'll, I'll hurry up i'll I'll fix the the dress for you so you can make it to the store tomorrow morning to return it that that is her take, taking part in an act of thievery and she should morally forego whatever pay she would have got for this job. And she's putting hours into it, but she should say, I'm sorry, I cannot be involved. And by doing that, she should have faith that Hashem recognizes those who are honest and those who do the right thing and ultimately won't, will not be a loss because money that's made from deceitful means is not a blessing. And money that doesn't come because you are honest It'll be a blessing in some other way, and, and she'll be looked after, please, God.